0: Greg, welcome. are you uh, are you recording yet?
1: We are recording right now.
0: Wow, you sound so fantastic, Greg. that is that is a, a, a beautiful microphone you have. Don't I know it? <laughs> All right, you guys. well welcome to the digital hospitality room. We're gonna ping some more people in here. Um, This is the Digital Hospitality Room on Clubhouse every single Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, We meet and we discuss all things digital hospitality. Today's topic is how to make social media effortless, which is a great topic because this is the first Clubhouse, well, actually, technically, it's the second Clubhouse uh, room that we've recorded. Um, As podcasters, one of the cool things about Clubhouse is that It brings other podcasters together in one space. Typically we have our own content schedules, but clubhouse allows us to ping friends in that are doing things in the barbecue space in the hospitality space, um, in the media production space. And we can all come together on clubhouse and discuss tips, tricks, successes, and failures. And today, Greg Rempe of the barbecue central show is recording this for uh, for our digital hospitality room. Stover, our producer, is going to put it up on our RSS feed so that anybody that misses the conversation will be able to listen to it. So I'm going to let the, the room uh, introduce themselves, and I'm going to pass it over to Stover.
2: Hi, everyone. Welcome. Thank you for joining us this week on our weekly digital hospitality conversation. I'm so glad Sean picked this topic because it's something I've always worked on in the last five, six years of being a social media person and now a digital hospitality person, which is the next evolution of a social media marketer. Uh, it's a lot better to be a uh, in digital hospitality because it's really focusing on the other side of the screen. Um, you meet people in real life, you connect with them online, um, and there's all sorts of ways to deepen your connection, even if it's just someone that you meet on Clubhouse and, and you only know their face as an icon. Um, So I'm really excited to always be in these rooms. Um, I work uh, with Sean, I I help him on his media company. Um, We turned a restaurant into a media company, and we're helping other businesses do the same, because we think it's really important to be able to tell your own story, uh, especially nowadays, and we've seen that in the last couple of years. Um, And I'll pass it over to Troy, so he can give himself an introduction here.
3: Hey, good morning, everybody. Thank you for the room and the opportunity to share the stage. Uh, My name is Troy Hooper, I'm a 25-year veteran of the hospitality and restaurant space. Uh, My firm uh, is a consulting firm that um, takes brands and either creates or refines existing brands and prepares them for and assists them in scaling uh, internationally. So, um, happy to be here, looking forward to the conversation. I think it's an important one. I think we need to to find somebody in this room that's going to make a move today and do something. And Sean's really good at holding people accountable and getting them started. So I think we're going to change somebody today to do something they wouldn't have done prior to this room. Looking forward to it.
1: Greg. Uh, my name is Greg Rempe. I host the Barbecue Central show, which is a live internet-based show every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. It's also being recorded and put up on a podcast feed. I've been doing that for about 15 years, so I'm more of an expert in the podcasting realm and I would love to know how social media could be made effortless because it seems like the antithesis of that for me, uh, being a lot of effort. So I always want to get better. However I can help, I'm happy to do it and I'm interested in learning all about effortless social media. That's me, and we'll pass it over to Kyle.
0: Kyle Mike Check. There we go. Hey Mike
1: Check. What's
4: up? Sorry about that. I was eating my salad. Uh hey guys, how's it going? My name's Kyle and Sarah. I'm a um recovering restaurant owner. And um, I currently work in uh, commercial real estate, helping uh, emerging restaurant brands, build out the real estate pipeline. Um, And yeah, I mean, effortless social media, I'm all about teaching people and communicating with people about uh, whether it's a restaurant, a a commercial real estate broker or or anyone, how they can get their brand out there. I actually just had a very interesting conversation with a developer that we can maybe dive into later. So thanks for inviting me, Sean.
0: Absolutely, I think um, we're gonna, we'll start with a story. I think I think the reason that I'm so excited about effortless social media is basically the people that are here on Clubhouse, you guys are all inspirations to me to make better con- content, to try different platforms, to do different types of what we call smartphone storytelling. So. Um, You know, Kyle specifically has really forced me and Stover and our Cali Barbecue Media team to lean into TikTok in a way that I didn't think I would be leaning into. But, um, you know, we did a three TikTok 33 challenge. And that was three pieces of TikTok content every day for 33 days to get us to 99 pieces of content. And Um, You know, through that experiment, through that being uncomfortable and forcing us to repurpose old podcast content and create new content, um, we got better at doing what we talk about all the time. And that's, you know, pulling out our smartphone and telling a quick story, you know, not necessarily a long form podcast, which we do every single week, you know, 45 minute to an hour conversation um, that we publish into a blog. But this was more of one idea, one hook point point. And how do we do that and also get other people like Steven who's in the audience part of our Cali barbecue media team who runs our ghost kitchen in San Diego? um, How do we empower them to do the same thing so that we can not just have them share that video on their social channels? But we can repurpose for at Cali barbecue at Cali barbecue media. I can put it on my channel because ultimately it's about storytelling You know, we were very fortunate just last week. um, Eric, my general manager and business partner at Cali Barbecue, we got invited to go to Toast, which is our point of sale company, their IPO um, on Wall Street. So we were part of, you know, 20 customers of their 50,000 restaurants that they have that got this special invitation. And I didn't have a video team, I didn't have Rising Tides Creative, who we usually have to do our drone footage and our behind the scenes video, um, I essentially just had my smartphone and my connections. And because of Clubhouse, uh, because of the connections I've made with Kyle, um, literally because of Clubhouse and then being on his podcast, I reached out to him like he was one of my best friends. (laughs) And he provided some East Coast hospitality and, you know, met me and Eric the first day, um, took us to an incredible pizza restaurant, best pizza I've ever had in my life. But one of the things I want for this room and for this podcast, anybody that's listening afterwards is we believe a rising tide lifts all ships. And literally we can't do this ourselves. We, we have a lot of people that look at what we do and they say, wow, you guys are crushing it. You guys are doing so good. But ultimately we're just trying. I mean, ultimately we're we're just trying the best that we can to produce as much content and better content because through the quantity becomes the quality. So the more that we do it, the more comfortable we are pulling out our phone. And when we were with Kyle, we were making videos. Kyle has his own videographer um, who was absolutely incredible. Um, Gee, he did a phenomenal job helping us produce a, a podcast while we were there interviewing different people. But we were literally doing reaching out on LinkedIn. We were reaching out on TikTok. We were reaching out on Twitter, asking people in the city to interview. Um, And we set up some incredible interviews all in one day. And, you know, we're going to repurpose that content. So part of what we want to do is follow the speakers that are in this room, but also follow the other people that are um, in this room. Uh, If you have a question, please don't hesitate to raise your hand. We're all trying to learn how to make this a little bit more effortless. Um, But yeah, the rising tide lifts all ships. The difference between a ship and a boat, because you also hear a rising tide lifts all boats, is that a ship Doesn't fit in a boat a boat will fit in a ship So ultimately ships and really what I see with people on clubhouse people that listen to podcasts is that you're very curious You're curious to make your craft better Whatever your craft is and because you're curious We need to surround ourselves with other people that inspire us that challenge us that make us uncomfortable And I think everybody in this room um, everyone that i've interacted with the reason why I feel like you're all part of the ships and you're all part of this rising tide Uh, Stover, you want to go off of that?
2: Yeah. um, You know, one thing about making social media effortless um, is that, like like Sean was saying, and I've had to learn this, it it really is a quantity game. Now, that's because you can create a habit for yourself by doing quantity. And we know that social media needs to be a habit or else, let's be honest, we won't do it. Um, I'm always at my best on social media when I'm doing it every day. And I'm thinking about it every day. Now that sounds really stressful for a lot of people here to have to think about social media uh, every day. I know Greg Rempe probably feels that way. We've had many conversations about social media and how much work it is. So what I've learned over over the years, um, number one, I used to hate social media because it seemed like a lot of work and it seemed like a waste of my time. Uh, at the time, I saw it as a way to, uh, you know, talk about food or maybe meet, uh, you know, someone. <laughs> Uh, but nowadays I see it just as a way to connect with people because we're not leaving our houses as much uh, I'm getting older. I'm not meeting as many people and and being online is a great way to connect um, But I also hate posting online because it, it, it stresses me out. There's like there's so much I can do There's so many pictures so many video so many words I can use so many hashtags and how many do I use anyway? And these are all questions that have gone through my mind. And I know that's sort of what creates that stopping point for people to post to social media. But what we've learned at CaliBBQ Media is that we sort of follow a narrative. So we'll start with one piece of pillar content for that cycle. So as an example, this week, uh, one of the guests on our podcast, Digital Hospitality, uh, his name is Dave Williamson. He's a barbecue pit master and a comedian and he was referenced for about three minutes straight on the biggest podcast in the world, which is the Joe Rogan Experience. Uh, I, know, I know you all know that podcast and you know the numbers it gets and you know how much money that podcast made on Spotify, um, which sort of justifies the reach that Joe Rogan has online. So I opened up the analytics one morning on our website, uh, like I do most days to see what traffic we got overnight to see kind of where the mojo is online. And all of a sudden our, our interview from this summer with Dave, Dave Williamson was, was blowing up online. And so I went over to Google search and I started searching for it. And I saw that our videos and our interviews that we did with him uh, were starting to really you know, show up. And I knew right away, I had to put the other projects we were working with on hold and get some more Dave Williamson comedy content out there uh, so people could find it. Cause clearly there was an appetite for it in that moment. And I don't know how long that appetite's gonna last. I don't know how long a shelf life of a a Joe Rogan uh, reference lasts. I I anticipate it'll last a while and the metrics will show us, but uh, most importantly, I knew I needed to clip up all the content that we had and put it on all the platforms. Now, how was I gonna do that? And that's by starting on one platform first and then copying it and slightly modifying the text and the video length for each subsequent platform. I didn't rewrite that from scratch from beginning because I didn't have the time. So for this instance, I knew I needed a, you know, a one minute clip of his standup. I wanted a three minute clip for YouTube where Sean was talking to him and interacting with him at the restaurant. And then I wanted to also turn that all into a blog post and put it on our own website so people would find our website by searching for that comedian as they're doing now by the thousands. Um, so it worked really well. It only took a couple hours. I mean, Sean can vouch. I was talking to him, and, and all of a sudden, he started giving links to all this other, <laughs> all this other uh, content that we didn't even have on the schedule. Uh, and that's because we figured out how to make it a little bit more effortless. We wouldn't have been able to do it. I would have had to sort of spend, I mean, let's say Sean hired a freelancer to do this kind of work instead of an in-house person like me. He couldn't have probably got it done in as quick a time frame as that because they would have sort of overanalyzed the project. And I was going for speed and quantity necessarily more than quality. So that, that's sort of a little story of something we just worked on. Uh, in a few hours, we were able to get hundreds of clicks to our website and growing thousands of views on YouTube uh, and about 25 subscriptions, I would say, on YouTube as well.
0: well that's a great story, Stover. I'd love for uh, Troy or everyone, anyone that's on stage to share a story or a struggle. Um, it's always great. Success stories are always great, but struggles also um, help us learn. And I know I've had plenty of struggles on every single social media platform um, there is, including Clubhouse. But uh, Troy, do you have any any anything you'd like to share with the group?
3: Well, yes, of course. Um, good morning. And uh, I think it's morning for, it might be afternoon for you East Coasters. Okay. Um, first of all, I actually want to do something I've never done. And that is say, a big fat thank you. Uh, everybody who's in this room was in personally invited by myself, Sean, or, or, or became aware of it because Stover afforded the LinkedIn, uh, invitation to this room. And I just want to say, thank you. My goal, uh, you know, in my time here this morning and early afternoon is, um, is that you take away one thing that you're going to actually do. And I know Sean will end the day with this because he usually does and he puts people to task, but you know, Eric, um, Eric and all the Ryans down below, Elizabeth and Kyle, uh, everybody in this room uh, has something to contribute. And I would love for this to be a uh, idea sharing session as well and a question answering session as well so that you walk away able to do something you've not done um, or something you've wanted to do and you you just haven't started it. So um, for for my comments around this uh, and getting started, um, you know, You got to make this easy or you won't do it. You've got to make it a habit or you won't do it. It's got to be ritualistic or you won't do it. Kind of like Mr. Walshef's 4am gratitude walk that he does every day. Um, You've got to build this into your life, but it does not have to be all consuming. Um, You do not need 15 platforms. You do not need to dominate on all of them. You need to get started by pulling your phone out and writing, recording of audio, or speaking into the camera and tell your story to everyone and that's really freaking easy to do and i'll prove it everybody find sean wall or cali barbecue on any platform and or find kyle and sarah on any platform and this doesn't discount anybody else's uh awesome content but those two gentlemen Prove to you that you don't need a production crew you don't need a fancy camera you sure as hell don't need fancy lighting hell you don't even a stage you just need a roof of your restaurant apparently according to sean and you can tell big pieces little pieces today pieces things about tomorrow things about your origin the content never ends now from content i think content's the one place we all get stuck in. quite frankly i'm guilty of that so my story is that i keep a note Pad in my phone on, on Apple Notes, and whenever I have inspiration or I hear something, a tagline, a topic, you know, a bullet point, a meme, I try to find those moments of inspiration to stop, and just put it in that notepad as a bullet point as something that I'm going to want to talk about. But I have this weird thing that I, I, I'm recording all of these things in you know as, as ideas, but I'm not pulling that trigger, and it's just you've got to build it in and i you know why i haven't put it in my schedule i haven't put it on my calendar i haven't built it into my life and it is something that consistency rewards you if you do it every day you know certainly you don't have to do 3 pieces of tiktok a day for 33 days but you certainly can do one and really talk you know my my suggestion is you got to sit down you got to brainstorm you got to take inspiration every conversation you have in your restaurant or in your business or in your life is an opportunity to find a tagline that can remind you of a conversation that then you can elaborate on again whether it's written audio or video which gives you all the above um you have the opportunity to pull out your phone and i don't want to steal sean's thunder because that's his favorite line and you know do something about it and so i'm hopefully that's inspiring um Again, I think Kyle and Sarah is a great is great proof of this. Um, when I started following him, I didn't realize he was just going to jump in his car with a ball cap on backwards and give us a piece of wisdom and uh, bitch at us and tell us we're doing something wrong and stop being assholes. And I love it. I absolutely love it. But you know what? He also gives us like refined moments. It's whatever life is throwing at you that you can utilize. So hopefully that's a bit of inspiration. But, you know, uh, Sean, I did bring and, and we have Kyle and Greg here, but Eric brown is in the space Um, elizabeth has a really unique take in the space all three ryan's down below need to get their butts up here because they're all uh, very well qualified to talk about different tips tricks tools tactics um but let's let's give some people some value so that they can uh, start within the five minutes of this room ending
0: absolutely love it troy yeah anybody that's listening to this podcast afterwards or if you're in the audience please raise your hand so you can contribute. Um, I'd love to pass it over to Greg to share a story or a struggle.
1: I wish I had any type of success to speak of. Uh, I'm, I'm terrible at social media. I probably suffer from every single thought of why you would be bad. Um, I'm not happy with my audience, but I don't really, let me rephrase that. I love my audience. I'm not happy with how quickly I grow. I've had to temper growth and engagement and find a nice value in that, knowing that while I might not have 125,000 followers on Instagram, when I do post, I do get a large percentage of engagement from my audience, which to me signals that there's a little bit more buy-in from my folks than I would go on to somebody else who has much bigger numbers. But when they post something or go live, they have three or four live viewers. Maybe they get three or four comments on a post. So at least my fan base seems to be engaged. And then I need, to, I need to do everything that Kyle said. I need to do everything that Stover said, and I don't do it, and I have no one else to blame but me, which is why inevitably my social media suffers. And uh, I accept that, and I have to do better at being better at that.
0: Greg, before you, before you self-deprecate yourself too bad... That's I not have lying. To give, <laughs> that is
1: 100% truth.
0: <laughs> well, I, I appreciate your vulnerability and I appreciate your truth. But one thing that I do appreciate from you, having been following podcasters of all different types of, uh, of industries, one thing I do appreciate with you is that you're always willing to try. And that's something that I think a lot of people suffer, suffer from is they know that they should be on TikTok or they know that they should be posting on LinkedIn, but they don't even try. And like you're willing to try you're willing to be on Twitch when you have no idea if anyone's watching on Twitch. You have you're live streaming. I mean, you're always doing things to improve your show. And I think that's why you have so much success and why you've built the community that you do have. You know, yeah, we all want to have three million subscribers, like Sam, the Cooking Guy, on on YouTube. That would be phenomenal, and we'd have a lot of different opportunities. But you know, don't discredit the work that you have done. And if you're not following the Barbecue Central show, please go go follow it and go listen to what Greg does. Because especially if you're trying to get into the podcasting space, there's nobody that I trust more with audio with audio production um, than Greg Rempe. So thank you, Greg, for being vulnerable. But um, we have to give yourself a little bit of credit. Kyle, what's up?
4: No, I was. I want to thank Troy for for the kind word there, and I, I, you know, I think that what happens is, and it happens to me all the time, all the time. Like last week was a was a rough, rough week in particular, in that you get you think you have to get stuck on creating, right? You have to. You see these great created, you know, curated um, experiences or like uh, well filmed, you know, uh, great lighting, great uh, editing videos and you know i sprinkle them in there like once a month for me but the reality is documenting is the real is is a great way to get the creative juices going to get the content machine going is to just document what you know i just listened to um a, a webinar yesterday with a couple of branding guys and you know they're talking about their niche and it's not going to be you know that interesting and they went in talking about you know, go into YouTube and look at some of the niche stuff that's there, like literal underwater basket weaving videos, you know, to prove a point. Like you have gold in what you do in the day to day, the tiniest little things. I was with a developer today, this morning, actually out of California, and she was saying, you know, I don't I don't know what I could post for content. And then she said to me, I can tell this building's old in a different conversation. We weren't talking about content creation. And I said, that's your content how can you tell just by looking at the space that this is old guy I, no, I mean it looked older to me right we're in New York City old old place and she said you see the ductwork here this is like from the 70s and I'm like that's that's it that's your content and she was like holy shit like I, she's struggling to get on Instagram same thing and I said make a video showing the ductwork then show you talking about why that means that you know that it's old so I, I would encourage people to start with that you know that starts to seem effortless after a while and it's that genuineness, like, like Troy was alluding to, like the, the backwards hat and, and branding in the car that really gets the most engagement, that genuineness, that authenticity. And, you know, uh, it, it starts to just become part of your cadence. It doesn't feel like this big, heavy lift that you have to accomplish every day. And I think that for me was was a real eye-opener um, and, and a real thing that unlocked a lot of stuff because I wasn't allowed to do it. The company I work for wouldn't allow me to put social out unless it was some curated piece that they had to approve. Um, that for me had made things you know somewhat effortless, that and pillar content. Like what's your one thing, like a podcast, um, your, your blog post or whatever it is that can then be spun off into different pieces. So a video, a podcast, a quote from the podcast. I know um, – I think Jensen was – I don't know if he's here, but he does that really well. The quotes from the podcast, the audio over an image of somebody from the podcast, it just becomes that thing that feeds the rest of your content. And I think that's – that's those are two really good places to start if you're struggling with finding the time or even getting motivated to create
0: I love that. I hope people took that away, but the fact it's, it's a perfect example of content is in that storytelling of the old building, something that somebody has literally spent their life understanding commercial real estate, developing properties, understanding New York city, something that they already know in their head, but so many other people don't know. And that, that is the content. That is the gold. Uh, One thing I wanted to go back to with Troy was one of the things that helps is scheduling weekly an hour of video time so you have all those notes in your phone scheduling an hour of this is my short form video time and whether i'm on the top of a restaurant (laughs) like we are or you're sitting holding your son or whatever you're doing um jared i don't know if jared's in the room but jared uh He does, he does videos after he publishes his podcast with his cat. I mean, it's hilarious and I love it because he's talking about, you know, a a video podcast, but he's literally filming himself with his cat. And I know Troy, the first thing that, that made an impact on me on these clubhouse room was Troy was typically nursing his son. Um, You know, he has a, a, a newborn son and immediately it was relatable. Yes, he's in the hospitality business. Yes, he knows what he's talking about. He's very impressive, but because he was a son, made an immediate impact on me as a new dad, as someone that has a four-year-old son and a two-year-old daughter thinking of, you know, how would I coordinate being on Clubhouse and, you know, trying to make sure my son's not kicking and screaming and crying. So, uh, but Eric, Eric, welcome to the, go ahead, Stover. I was going
2: to say, Sean, that we've, we've seen from the metrics that the high quality videos we make do get attention, but the ones that are self-produced quite often do much better in terms of numbers. So I just wanted to point that out that if you turn the camera on yourself, that doesn't mean you're sacrificing quality. That's giving the audience what they want.
0: That's a great point. Eric, welcome to the stage. Do you have a, you want to share a little bit about yourself and a, a story or a struggle?
5: Yeah, thanks. Um, I appreciate being on stage with all of you. So, so many experts here. Uh, I definitely feel honored to be up here. Uh, I'll share a couple of things. Um, So I I run an agency called It's Possible Media. I work a lot with uh, restaurant operators to help tell their stories. And, you know, making social media effortless is actually a challenge that I run up against a lot because, you know, as people in the industry, um, you know, depending on where you are in the technology spectrum, often it's on the lower end and not good with technology. And and there I am saying you need to be telling your story on social media um, because that's where your your customers are. So one of the tips that I often give people that kind of Put the light bulb into their head is focus on documenting, not so much creating. When you're starting, uh, you know that that kind of frees them to say, "Hey, there are many uh, either teachable or shareable moments throughout my day. I don't have to necessarily worry about being a social media expert. I'm an expert in my business, and I can share, you know, my my value, my um, my vision for my company, my, what's going on with my employees, and even the struggles. Right? So it doesn't have to uh, all be good." And I think when you start focusing on that organic content and, all, and to your point earlier about not being a hundred percent, um, you know, amazing with the production quality, when you focus on organic, it, it wins, wins every time. So, you know, I tell people that, um, you know, you might not be an expert and you, you can't be all things to, uh, to your business. So definitely invest in yourself to, you know, learn, learn the tools, but also work with a team that can, uh, guide you in the process. And, you know, I think. When when people really think about social media and add it as part of what they just do, a part of uh, make it a habit, then it just becomes a lot easier. And I think that that's a lot of what's been shared. But I just wanted to echo that. So thank you for allowing me to speak, and I'm done.
0: I love that, Eric. I have a follow up. Do you do you have any success stories of any restaurants or any clients that you've worked with that kind of have had what we call the oh shit moment kind of They've documented. They've taken this advice that you've given them, and then they've realized that it's actually easier than we make it out to be. That they've established the habit of now doing it and producing content.
5: Yeah, I do actually. You know, one of my my success stories that I'm proud of is a, a friend of mine. Um, he's a friend now, Chef Michael uh, Page, who uh, opened Tulela's Southern Grill, and uh, it's it's um, in Northwest uh, Edmonton, Canada, I guess. Um, but he, you know, we, we were talking, he's like, Hey, I'm going to open up this restaurant. He opened up in February of 2020, by the way. And he's like, Oh crap. You know, I hear about all all this COVID stuff happening. Uh, I'm really scared. I just invested my life savings into the restaurant and I don't know what to do. Uh, how am I going to get customers in the door? And I just said, just document the process, man. And he went, uh, live on his Facebook page every single day, uh, talking about his specials, just talking about what's going on, sharing himself, cooking or his team, you know, setting up things in the kitchen, challenges with health permits and, you know, just dealing with COVID overall, which was kind of scary and this unknown thing for restaurants, right? Like, I mean, think about the guests. Well, what's the experience like in the restaurant? He didn't hide anything, didn't spend a dollar on ads, and in six months, so he opened up in February and August of last year, he had five thousand followers on Facebook and was profitable. Right. So, you know, it just goes to show, like, yeah, I I love um I think ads ads are great. People talk about ads and social and connecting with consumers, but really, when you just focus on the content, you don't have to spend money on ads. I mean, ads will just amplify what you're doing right or what you're doing wrong. And uh, he definitely just nailed it. And he has a really successful business. He's thinking about opening up another location, and as you know, COVID restrictions sort of ease where he's at, um, he's finding that he has you know an, an abundance of opportunities and, and an amazing connection with all the people in the community who are just they just got his back.
0: I love that example. Thank you, Eric. And it's it's another powerful thing that I've started doing a lot is going live and then saving that live video. Um, going live is a very easy way to bring people behind the scenes. You know, if I was recording a podcast episode for restaurant influencers with Sam, the cooking guy, and before we're getting set up for the professional video production, I literally just went live with Sam, the cooking guy, shooting the shit, you know, basically talking shit to each other. And Within that five minute segments, yes, we had, you know, a couple people on Instagram live join. But ultimately, I could get a clip on there that becomes a TikTok video that becomes an Instagram reel that becomes something that I can put on LinkedIn. So, yeah, I highly, highly encourage people to, uh, no matter where you are, bring people into the story by going live and then saving that video. Um, Troy, you want to do the next introduction?
3: Yeah, happy to. Uh, I invited Elizabeth Doss uh, to the room and stage. Thanks, Elizabeth joining us. Um, This is a little, let's, I don't want to call it left field, but this is a little specialized, but, but this is kind of the story that um, if you think social media is overwhelming, if you think you, there's no way you can get noticed. If you think that you're not unique enough or special enough, if you think the pipes are too full and, and you're just going to get lost in the mix, then you can look to specialty partners like Elizabeth to differentiate yourself. And Elizabeth does something really, really unique. She creates GIFs, you know, those little uh, short window moving uh, animations that we all use to express uh, thoughts and feelings and congratulations and funny uh, moments and tease our friends. Um, But she does that for businesses and can help uh, really help you differentiate. So I just wanted Elizabeth's take on, on that sort of side of this equation and how to stand out if you're really concerned that um, essentially you're not gonna get noticed. And and maybe she can help us understand how easy and, and, and effective and cost-effective, you know, having a partner like her can be. Hi, Elizabeth.
6: Oh my goodness, thank you so much, Troy. I really appreciate it. Yes, I am a gift maker, gift artist, and I help brands and businesses connect with their communities in a fun and engaging way. So I'm making the Instagram story stickers as well as um, full-size gifts that people can use. I'm so sorry, I'm outside for the noise, but um, that people can use in Facebook comments. You can use them on LinkedIn. You can embed them in emails and on websites. And I help them get uh, verified with Giphy so that we upload once and their gifts are available across most platforms. So we it's Snapchat, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and then there's plugins for slack and for um, some other of the apps that you're using so you have access to graphics um, on all of those on all of those platforms but one way that we're using them used especially by restaurants is in the frequently asked questions part of things especially in Instagram DMs being able to respond with a branded uh, GIF to be able to say what time we're open or sorry we don't take reservations or even just respond. and engaging with your community and this is this is my quick and dirty secret for you guys to be able to take away today any Instagram story that you're watching if you click on the send message bar at the bottom all the way to the far right hand side is a little gift button so you have an opportunity to go into your own profile click on your followers and there's a whole list of your followers people that have already committed to following you on the left hand side you'll see a little red ring around their face well that means they've posted an Instagram story and you You can uh, dig into their content and click that, watch their story. And at the bottom, that send message bar all the way to the right hand side, you can respond with a GIF. Now this is powerful because it's quick, but it shows up in their DMs. But it reboosts you in their uh, in their feed in their algorithm, so they'll start to see your content again. And uh, and along this topic, my last um, thought about this is, you know, we've I've several of the conversations have been absolutely uh, wonderful, and I loved Eric's uh, word about documenting. That that is so huge, especially because. We get so stuck in the mindset of getting new followers, but we really need to honor the ones that we already have and show up for them because they want to know more. They want to see you. They want to remember you. And so uh, that, those are my two cents for today, and I'll hand it back to you.
0: Elizabeth, that was absolutely incredible. I've always been curious about the gift side and how brands choose to interact um, I know Traeger does a particularly good job in the barbecue space with developing gifts. Um, but I've just always, you know, Peloton, pl- companies like that, that actually understand deep social. Um, but I, I'm, Stover and I will be following up with you for sure, because we have a couple of brands that we're working with that I think um, they could use some gifts uh, just to spread their story, storytelling across uh, all these different platforms. Yeah, we do
2: too, Sean. We need some too. We need a lot of barbecue ones done
0: uh, go ahead troy
3: oh no sorry i was just gonna say if uh, you could uh talk about your friend cory because we all know he's a friend of ours from jensen's team absolutely cory um
0: cory's part of the best served uh podcast team which is chef jensen cummings who Highly recommend you follow them on TikTok, um, listen to their podcast. They're putting out just in abundance. When we talk about quantity, quantity of content, I mean, that's really what the internet rewards. The internet rewards speed and quantity. And through that quantity, you get to your quality and um, the work that Corey does to support um, Jensen and the entire Best Serve team. It's it's absolutely phenomenal. So please check them out. And especially on TikTok, I love what uh, Corey will Come, I'll actually I'll let I'll let Corey you can you can tell uh the panel and the podcast what, what you uh, you and Chef Jensen are doing on TikTok.
7: Yeah. Um so kind of like uh what Kyle said, he said pillar content. We focus a lot um on pillar content, starting with one thing, breaking it down uh into multiple different things, audiograms, uh TikToks. We've had, you know, somebody say something on a podcast and Jensen's like, that's good. I want to use that as a TikTok. We'll sit down, and record that. Uh, we did the three for 33 uh, tick tock challenge with Kyle and Sean. And we essentially just scheduled an hour every day or not every day, excuse me, every week to film an hour of just different TikToks. tocks. Um, I tried to come up with different, um, overrated underrated, this and that, just different food topics, kind of have fun with it. And it allowed us to get together, record a bunch of stuff, create a bunch of content that we can post, uh, you know, three times a day on TikTok, on the Instagram Reels, on the YouTube Shorts, uh, link it to Twitter, link it to your Facebook story, your Instagram story. So I think that's one thing that I have been focusing a lot on is taking one video, let's say, or one clip from a podcast and turning it into an audiogram and then posting it in all those different places. So one piece of content actually turns out to be six or seven technically pieces of content because you can post them uh, in all these different places and you can get exposed to different people uh, on TikTok or on Instagram Reels or you know through your Facebook page. I know Facebook is starting to do their own version of Reels um, and it's kind of in beta right now, but we've been posting that on Chef Jensen's personal page and getting a lot of views from that. So I think that's a good way to approach it and how to make it effortless uh, because you're just kind of reposting the same thing over and over again. Uh, One thing that I think that I struggle with when it comes to it feeling like it's a lot of effort. Uh, is when you start focusing on views and likes and followers. Um, I struggle with this a lot just because we were actually doing the 333 challenge and we were averaging probably like 150 views per video. And all of a sudden, I'm not exactly sure what happened, if we got shadow banned or if what happened, but the videos we were posting, they're averaging like 50 views now. Uh, just kind of came out of nowhere. They were we were getting you know five and five five views in five hours, and I think when you start focusing on growing as as much as you would like, or you're comparing yourself to other people, it becomes more of an effort because you're you're so focused on that it's almost draining, and you're trying to uh, figure out what's going wrong and how you can fix it to get back up to that hundred, 200 views, you know, 600 views you got on a video. And I think it becomes, that's a, that's a hard thing for people because they want to quit when they see that they're not hitting those numbers or are not growing as fast as they would like. So I think there's, that's a, that's an issue when you focus on that stuff. So. Um, that,
2: Corey, that's a really good point that um, unless you really understand analytics like deeply, you shouldn't be paying attention to the numbers you have in front of you because they probably don't matter. Now, you're probably looking at the reach or how many impressions something has made or even a click. And you're judging it on each subsequent piece of content. You're saying, oh, that didn't get as much. Or, and I'm speaking to everyone here. Um, or that this one didn't perform as well. But you're not really looking at what the purpose was of each of those posts and what you wanted to get out of it. Grow your brand, you know, whatever. Get a click. Um, and people focus too much on numbers. Uh, You're never gonna reach those big numbers because most of those numbers that you see on people's accounts that you're jealous of aren't real. Number one, you you inherently feel this when you look at those big numbers. You see accounts with 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 in your industry and you're like, how did they do that? Number one, they either got in year one of Instagram when everybody was joining and they were following anyone they could find in that industry. Or number two, they bought a bunch of bots or bots started following them. The real secret is to look at how good their, um, you know, comments are or if people are connecting with them and vice versa. Uh, So again, to echo what Corey said, don't focus too much on the numbers. It'll it'll just depress you. Focus on just making interesting educational content. Um, Sean, before you jump on, I wanted to slow down for just half a second with something that Corey and Jensen do just as a little tip for everybody out here. As part of your process, Corey, and you can jump in if I have it wrong, you will sit down remotely with Jensen over a a Zoom-type call, and you will ask him questions about current events, one after another, and have it just sort of prop him up with talking points, right? Corey, Uh is that correct?
7: Depends, But yeah, I mean, yeah. for the most part, he doesn't know what I'm going to come with. And exactly. I just ask so it's
2: questions. fresh. for But instead of him having to do it by himself, he has someone to help him sort of give him ideas of things to talk about. And then he can go, they can go through and just clip up portions of that one video call and make, I mean, you could, you'd be amazed at how much you can do in an hour. We've done like 16, 17 TikTok videos in under an hour just by doing it one after another and cutting it up later. So I just wanted to point that out, Sean, that it's just as easy as jumping on Zoom with someone and having them ask you questions and then just clipping those up and putting them on social.
0: Yeah, no, the one thing I definitely did want to point, this is how to make social media effortless. And as much as we talk about smartphone storytelling and to actually use your own iPhone or your Android to record video, short form video, put it on TikTok, it's very powerful when you add someone else to your team to also tell the story. And what I love about what Corey and Jensen do is that it's an interview. So it take, you take that entire prep work out of it. And like, I'll give you an example for me is I love it when I can tell Eric Olofsson, our general manager, my business partner, person that's been with us at Cali barbecue since day one, since 2008, I love when he's on video telling his story because he has a unique voice but he typically isn't going to come to a video the way that I am with one idea in order to share. So what I do, like when we were in New York on Wall Street for toasts, IPO is I interviewed him so he doesn't know the questions I'm asking him. But you know, all those people that are here in clubhouse, the people that are listening to this podcast, maybe you're not as comfortable coming up with original content, one idea, 15 seconds, 30 seconds, but you can have your spouse ask you questions and that could be part of this process you know the whole idea is to make it effortless so if you're on clubhouse you have something to say if you're listening on a podcast you have something to say have somebody asks you ask you questions and record that and that's another way to start to produce more content. So I, I love what Corey um and Jensen are doing. Uh, Troy, I'd love for you to introduce the 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 next Ryan's um Peter's pasta if you're not following him on TikTok. Guy is absolutely crushing it and he is a model of consistency. I love how how often he's going live. But Troy go ahead take it away.
3: Yeah and before we do that because we're coming from a conversation around don't look at your likes, don't look at your follows. We're about to introduce a guy that has uh, gotten over two, 2.4, I think it is, million people to follow him on TikTok in, in about a year. So uh, don't don't measure yourself against these kinds of numbers. Um, but the reality is, and I just want to kind of echo and talk about real quick, what everybody's just talked about in the last couple of minutes is, guys, it's super, super simple. Pick up your phone, talk about yourself, talk about what you're up to, talk about your team. We're gonna give some tips and tricks at the end here in about 15 minutes, but you gotta break this down to the simplest possible uh, common denominator. And it's about brand. One piece of content will catch one person's eye who will make them interested in you. And ultimately at some point, if that interest continues to grow and they find it interesting, entertaining, informative, et cetera, they're gonna convert to some kind of customer client relationship who knows they may refer people to you they may bring you a a, a product or, a, or a, a vendor relationship you just never know what's going to fall out of the sky when somebody and more often than not the most influential and beneficial people from social media in you your life in your business are the ones that are being very quiet watching you for a good while so the consistency really matters but i want to introduce ryan peters um I don't know if everybody's ever introduced him like this, but Ryan Peters is the producer of pasta porn. Uh here's a guy who literally makes pasta uh online, live, uh, and and recorded and puts it out on the internet and uh has over two and a half million people following him. Uh and now he's getting to go all over the country. He's a sports fan, obviously, because he's making pasta in different stadiums. And Ryan, I wanted to introduce you to Chef Cooper, but he had to leave. We're gonna do that introduction. Uh, you're going to be making pasta at the Atlanta Falcons, Mercedes-Benz Stadium here uh, in the near future, my friend. Let's have that conversation. Ryan, take it away.
8: Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Um, really just happy to be in this room with you guys and everything. And part of this conversation, I really echo what kind of everybody has been saying so far, like going by the title of the the conversation, how to make social media effortless. At the end of the day, like I get at this point now, like tons of messages from people asking me for like, Tips and tricks and like you know, I want, I want the numbers that you're getting and all this stuff. And at the end of the day, I can, and I do, I give out all the advice I can because I want everyone to be able to create and and build their brand. Um, but I think the biggest thing that holds so many people back is literally just doing it. Like everyone in, in the day that we live in now, everyone can be a content creator or, or whatever. Everyone has a phone in their pocket. It's just a matter of getting over that hurdle of putting yourself out there because it's uncomfortable sometimes it is like turning the camera on yourself and putting yourself on the internet for maybe a hundred people to see maybe a million people to see like that's really really nerve-wracking but um i think doing that and then once you start it's really really hard to stop because it's addicting um but it's just you know the the opportunities and the rewards that can come out of it just speak for itself sorry i'm not really sure what exactly to talk about but uh, I can answer whatever, but uh, happy to be here.
0: Ryan, I'd love to ask you a question. Is there a platform that you're not strong on that you're working on? And what are you doing to work on it?
8: Yeah, my biggest focus right now is YouTube. Um, really just with um, the explosion of YouTube shorts, uh, I'm trying to, you know, for me, obviously, I've kind of built my brand, my social media career, if you will, with short form content. Uh, and that's great, but I want to introduce long form content. So for me right now, I've been leveraging, uh, YouTube shorts to basically, uh, build my brand awareness there through shorts, because just of how powerful shorts are to build a following on the platform. And then once I establish the brand there, uh, the plan is to kind of really break into much more like long form in-depth, uh, tutorials and vlog type stuff and all that kind of stuff on that platform. Um, just to really kind of leverage as many of the platforms as I can, not just be tied to TikTok.
0: Do you have one piece of advice that you've learned on shorts that you could share with us on YouTube shorts?
8: Yeah, it's uh, it's a piece of advice that I have to remind myself of because it's hard, uh, but it's just consistency. Like one of the main reasons why I had the success I had on TikTok was my consistency for, you know, uh, for a period of time when I was on the platform on TikTok for one year straight, I was posting at least once a day, if not two to three times a day for 365 days in a row. And I see, and again, it was really hard. It was, you know, there was work that had to be done, but I see the, the success that that granted. Um, I need to put that same effort into YouTube because I, you know, I've had some success on YouTube shorts. I've had, you know, uh, two months ago, I had 500 subscribers. I posted one of my TikTok videos, and it hit 15 million views, and kind of blew up my page there a little bit. So it's like, it's just a matter of being consistent, uh, being active on the platform, and just you know, content is king. Like, just feed the machine.
0: I love it, uh, Troy. You want to introduce Ryan?
3: yeah guys um here's here's a success story for you ryan mondrigan had the great pleasure of uh sharing some good pizza with him recently when he was in la here's a guy who started during covid a uh at home at your business pizza catering company with portable countertop uh wood or gas fired pizza ovens and now has grown his business uh in a year and a half to have the need to come down to la and buy a rolling wood fire pizza oven the size of a car um but ryan i I asked him to come today because ryan is killing it on social in my opinion i follow him on instagram i follow him on TikTok, um and you know he's just he's just doing it and it and i don't know ryan it looks really effortless my friend but please tell us um what kind of thought what kind of effort what kind of tips or tricks you would give Uh, and and how that that has impacted your business and the growth of your business as it seems like you sort of started both at the same time.
9: Yeah, you know, um, I'm Ryan. Everybody, nice to meet you, everybody in this room. Um, You know, I like to leverage my community, uh, leverage local artists in any form and help use them to help me create content. Um, And that's like, that's, that's, you know, to me just engaging with the people I see every day (laughs) Or just in my community every day, is like been huge. Just for me, just getting, you know, booking parties or getting to know people on a, a more deeper level. Um, and you know, that's what that's what kind of what's been working for me right now. And I'm always just want to be like an open book and just keep on learning because I don't know everything. And coming into these rooms, listening to these guys, I'm like, wow, that's that's a great idea. Um, and I always take notes just be like a stu forever student. That's what I, that's my motto Just be a forever student.
0: Ryan, do you have a particular platform that you're excited about right now or something that you've learned recently that you could share with the group?
9: Uh, you know, I just, just got onto Twitch. Uh, TikTok is fairly new at TikTok. I'm still trying to figure this out. Um, and i think those are the two platforms i'm like really excited about and i'm like really excited to learn how to leverage that for my business. That's
0: awesome. Thank you. Steven Swiderski at Midnight Thinker on TikTok, on uh Twitter, on Instagram. He runs our Cali barbecue media, our ghost kitchen location, he does our catering and our vents. He's getting ready for Sunday. He's going to do a full VIP catering for Um, the ATP tennis tournament that's come to San Diego. So we're very excited about that. So he's gonna do that. We're gonna go create content on Sunday about that. And then um, he's gonna go run our ghost kitchen afterwards. But um, what I love about Steven is his willingness to be on Clubhouse, (laughs) his willingness to continue to learn, um, and his willingness to go in selfie mode to tell the stories that I can't tell. As, As our company grows, we can't be everywhere. The only way we can be everywhere is through our team. And everyone on our team has a smartphone so the more that we enable people to do video audio written word and images um, themselves and share their story uh, the better off we can be because then people know our story so Steven um, do you have any success stories or any struggles that you'd like to share with the group
10: Sean thank you for that hyped introduction I love it Um, yeah so I'm Steven I am a catering events and restaurant manager for Cali barbecue a success story is actually getting to fulfill something that I've always had a goal to, and that's to run my own kind of like location in a restaurant. I've never worked in a restaurant, but it's always been a goal, a goal in my eyes to be able to succeed in something in life. And running a location is actually one of my goals. Um, yeah. So pretty much what Sean said is absolutely true i'm always willing to learn break out of my comfort zone and you know i'm not the best person for social media i'm not really the best talker in front of a camera but i'm up for a challenge i want to better myself in all you know aspects of life so i'm here that's all i got yeah. so yes, yeah,
2: stephen works at a rest so a lot of the excuses i hear from people about social media uh the number one I hear is I'm too busy. I have another job or I don't have time. And and I, my thought is always, well, you're not supposed to make time for it. You're supposed to integrate it into everything else you're doing. Uh, that's how you make it effortless. So Stephen works at a restaurant and, and he runs a ghost kitchen location. He does all this great work, but he also posts to social media. He hasn't stopped working. He found a way to integrate it into his job. So we can all do that. Uh, at our own jobs because I know not everyone is paid to work on social media. Very few people are So it has to be part of your life. Here's the, a good job of doing that. Steven.
10: I'm opening the restaurant right now while on Clubhouse
0: It's fantastic. Thank you, Steven uh, chef uh, Mimi land welcome to the room we'd love for you to uh, tell us a quick little something about yourself and then any successes or struggles that you've had with making social media effortless
11: Hi, Sean. Hi, everybody. Hello, Corey. Corey is a part of my my tribe at uh, Best Served. I recently joined the team as uh, their chief of uh, special projects and connector, and uh, it's just been wonderful working with with the team, Corey and Jensen and everybody. And um, so, I my my main focus is to um, form, you know. Uh, clubhouse rooms together, bringing the right folks together and um, do rooms that are um, educational as well as as bridging gaps of understanding and so forth. Uh, And we have some incredible rooms coming up, like uh, Corey had said, but like this coming Monday, we have um, a room about uh, how uh, doing good in, in uh, business of hospitality is, is is good business, you know, um, and um, also about the future of food and beverage. Um, we are doing rooms with James Beard Foundation and In The Weed's organization. Um, you know, In The Weed is, is, is a nonprofit organization whose mission is to um, advance um, the the physical, financial, and mental health of hospitality professionals. So I'm just really honored to be in the co- company of these folks and, and 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 bringing all these you know uh, thought leaders uh, together to discuss about important things about hospitality. And I I'm a firm believer in in Clubhouse. Uh, you know, there's been many that have uh, emerged other similar platforms, but you know, uh, in the end, I think everybody's starting to come back to Clubhouse because it was the original, and now it's proven to be the most um, powerful, and they come out with so many new features all the time, like this new Clubhouse clips, you know, that you can share 30 seconds, Uh, while in the room on social media, that's huge. And uh, also the feature of how to make it easier to find rooms and upcoming events on Clubhouse. And so from my, you know, I mean, I'm like a walk-in advertisement for Clubhouse because my own story alone is just astounding. Um, Where I just joined uh, Clubhouse originally just to practice um, on my public, speaking skill and um, you know eventually just found myself you know being an admin for seven different food clubs and a leader for seven more and I'm just like doing rooms with so many powerful people in the food industry. I brought in a lot of executives from you know uh, major food industries like people from the CIA and uh, media folks and so forth. Uh, and um, you know, it, it's wonderful to to to, to kind of help show them the ropes a little bit because I was in their shoes trying to learn how to navigate clubhouse. Now I get to do that for others uh, and holding rooms about how to moderate and things like that, um, and 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 be given the opportunity to interview people like Andrew Zimmern and. and you know, food TV executives uh, from TV shows. So it's it's just been war whirlwind of opportunities that I wouldn't have gotten uh, if it hadn't been for Clubhouse.
0: Thank you very much, Chef. We appreciate that. And uh, Best Serve Pod, definitely check them out. You can go into Chef's bio to find out what other rooms um, they're hosting. But as we close down the room, uh, please follow the speakers, follow the people in the followed by speaker section, follow the others in the room. Um, we're grateful that you guys are here, um, that you're showing up. Like we said, every Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, um, we host this digital hospitality room, and um, we can't do it without you guys being here. But um, I'd love for the stage just to give one tip, one action item, um, something that someone in the room can do today, to be uncomfortable and to start posting content to make social media effortless, or someone that's listening to this podcast at a later date, um, we're going to go ahead and start start um, with Greg Rempe. Greg Rempe, do we have uh, one tip?
1: Uh, my tip is going to be Greg's
2: uh, probably occupied. You know, some of us do have day jobs too, like Greg would like to say. But I'll give you a tip, Sean. Um, the tip that I would like people to try uh, today, and I will do it too. Is to record. So number one, pick a, a news article that is in your industry that you're interested in. Something you read today or will read. We should all be reading our industry news every day anyway. Uh, and make a one minute selfie video of yourself uh, reading a portion of that article and then responding to what you just read. And do it for less than a minute, fifty nine seconds. And what I want you to do is post that. And recap what you talked about in the caption and see what it does. See what people say. See if it creates a dialogue. And you'll be uh, surprised by the power that that
3: will do.
0: Love it. Troy, what's your one tip or takeaway from today?
3: Very similarly, if you've never done it, just introduce yourself. Tell people who you are, what you're about, why you want them to know about you. And if you have done that and you do have social media out on the Internet and you have been stagnant, then reintroduce to yourself, say, hey, I've missed you guys. I'm back and I'm committed and I want to start telling you stories and I want to hear from you and tell me what you want to hear about Crowdsource source your content, sit your staff down and say who in here loves TikTok? Great. Who wants to help me make a couple of TikToks? Great. Let's go in the kitchen, get on the counter, and do a dance. Done. Now you don't have to do a dance for gosh sakes. Um, but but do something and get help. And you just gotta be consistent. But I know there's more than one tip. I apologize if I stole anybody else's.
0: It's all good, Troy. Eric, you have one tip or takeaway.
5: Yeah, you know, I think it's it's easy to get uh overwhelmed with all the different social media options. So, uh, you know, take what the the lessons that have already been shared and focus on one, get comfortable and just stay authentic and go from there. Just keep, keep building. You know, every day is a new opportunity to learn something more, share something
0: more and connect with your audience. Thanks. Thanks, Eric. Elizabeth, do you have a tip or a takeaway?
6: Sure. So my tip is to practice being on video by sending short video messages, um, either through text message or through Instagram DMs. It gets you practiced in holding the phone in the correct place, but also speaking like yourself and not a weirdo robot. And so you can start telling stories and speaking to your best friends first, and then you can start talking to your audience in your authentic voice.
9: And that's my tip.
0: That's awesome, Ryan. You got a tip or takeaway?
9: Uh, big takeaway is just you know, just ask for help. You know, Be, it's okay to ask for help, and um, it's it's not a bad thing.
0: We're big fans of asking for help. That is uh, probably the best thing that you can do. All these people that are here on the stage and the followed by section, there's never been an easier time. There's no more gatekeepers. You can literally DM anybody that inspires you. Um, so yes, definitely ask for help. Uh, Chef, do you have a, a tip or takeaway?
11: Yes, I agree with what uh, Corey, Corey shared earlier that um, not to focus so much on the numbers, but it's the engagement level that's important. Just connect with people, engage, and don't worry don't worry so much about the numbers. Thanks,
0: Stephen. You got a tip or takeaway? Yeah, so I'm going to take two words from you that you
10: use every day on these clubhouses stay curious ask for help but also i need to learn not to cover the speaker or microphone when i do videos
2: and clean the camera lens people always say that that's the advice we give if we're talking tactile things one thing is don't cover your microphone clean your camera lens right
10: there we go i'm taking those every day i'm using them and applying them
0: Greg Rempe, are you available? Flash your mic if you are. If not, no worries, we'll go on to Corey, a tip or takeaway. I- All right, well, I'm gonna end with something that's a little bit off the cuff for social media, but it's something that I was thinking about before the call, and that's, if you don't have a credit card on your iPhone or on for Google Pay, I would suggest putting that on. One of my biggest struggles, my oh shit moment was understanding. I, for, it was two years ago, I put my credit card onto my Apple phone and started using Apple Pay. And I don't know why it took me so long to do it until I started thinking about why it was. And it ultimately was I didn't want to be the guy in line that was holding up the line, not knowing how to use Apple Pay. But then I put my credit card onto my phone and then now I'm using Apple phone. And it's literally become effortless for me to pay at all of the places that I go and pay. And it's crazy to me when I can't use Apple Pay. And the reason why I bring it up and the reason I hope that anybody listening to this podcast or in this room actually starts using Apple Pay or Google Pay is that it goes to the psychology of technology. It's getting overwhelmed with all these different platforms, with video storytelling, long form storytelling. Ultimately, it's it's easy. We're building on the backs of giants. We don't have to create the platforms that allowing us to share our stories. So Start, start with adding an Apple Pay or Google Pay. Start with doing that and then think about it of how do I make that into social media and how do I make that consistent because it should be effortless. So go ahead and start documenting, start doing things that make making social media, creating and documenting social media easier um, so that it is consistent. We are grateful for everybody that joined us in this room. We always say stay curious, get involved and don't be afraid to ask for help. Like we said, every Friday, um, 10 a.m., is when we put this on Pacific Standard Time Digital Hospitality Clubhouse Room. Um, Also, feel free to check out our Digital Hospitality podcast and don't be afraid to reach out. Uh, We'll go ahead and shut down the room. Thank you guys for being here and uh, we'll see you next week.